0: Bum, 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 occult. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Bumfrey's occult. With I, Geoffrey Bumfrey, a cult investigator extraordinaire. What wonders will be thrown in front of your ears in this edition of the classic serial? Only wait. Listen, and all will be revealed. Mrs. Wobbleston, our landlady and housekeeper, cook, an all-round good egg, had gone for her annual holiday to stay with her sister at Pontins in Southport. With this in mind, then, Bunny and I set to to clean our rooms. This was not done very often, as Mrs. Robleston usually took care of such things, but she was getting on a bit, being a rather sprightly septuagenarian. We decided in her absence to take the task in hand, and all kinds of occult miasma were revealed. A current residence, rather incongruously, was above a branch of Oddbins, proximitous to Crosby Village. It seems rather comedic that we maintain a Holmesian lifestyle above an off-license in a rather crappy part of North Liverpool, but there you go. <laughs> Needs must as the devil drives. We adopted pennies then, myself. <laughs> a polka-dot number. <laughs> and Bunny, a rather more feminine, frilly effort with cherries on it, and really decided to get to grips with the cobwebs that had built up in the corners of our abode. I had powder blue feather duster and Bunny, (laughs) a rather (laughs) powerful shade of cerise, Bunny sang a selection of songs in his pleasant, if rather high, voice. One conjectures that he could have been a castrati <laughs> in the Venice Republic during the seventeen hundreds, perhaps. A missed opportunity to Bunny, but indeed again for Bumphrey as we dusted away. We came to a particularly dark corner of our rooms, I refuse to say flat because I'm too much of a snob, and there was a dreadful build-up, a miasma, you might say, of cobwebs, corpses of dirty long legs, spiders, flies, gnats, encrusted into a large surface area that spanned at least three feet I was not keen to enter into this, because it didn't look very appetising. With that in mind, I sent Bunny up the ladder. You get that one, Bunny. My old knee wounds playing up a little bit. I had received knee wounds some years previously from a demon's fang, but that will be discussed at a later date. Um, I don't really fancy it, Bulfrey. Oh, go on, Bunny, don't be such a big girl's blouse. Okay, um, right, I'll well, get up the ladder then. I'll hold the ladder for you, not to worry. Bunny had not gained much in bravery in the ensuing adventures, and was becoming ever more cautious. I poked him up the arse with my feather duster, and before you know it, he was atop the ladder. As he started to brush away... At the mass of cobwebs, a terrible occurrence occurred. Upon penetrating the cobwebic mass with his feather duster, it became animated in an occult fashion and seems to happen quite often (laughs) in this podcast. The feather duster was consumed by a mouth which revealed many very sharp teeth. The cobweb, bizarrely, began to elucidate its thoughts on what would happen next in a rather camp-London accent. I'm going to eat you next, you little slag. I'm coming down off this wall, I'm going to crawl about, and I'm going to eat you with my teeth. Oh, that seems rather unfortunate, I said, displaying my epic sang-froid. Now I'm coming down, and I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you all, and you'll become part of my body. Like a a mass of cobwebs, you'll be part of my body. You'll be absorbed into me, and it will be horrible. Yes, it doesn't sound very pleasant. Bunny, to the kitchen. Bunny and myself scarpered to the kitchen, barricading ourselves in. Having placed my grandfather's harps cord across the kitchen doorway in order to prevent the cobweb beast from entering, we decided to come up with a plan to protect ourselves, and indeed defeat the beast. How could it happen, Mumphrey? At our very house, a bloody cobweb trying to eat us? Now, now, Bunny, calm down. It's obviously one of my many occult enemies, casting a spell... Trying to take me out of the picture. Oh, it's just not bloody cricket. It really isn't. Okay, buddy, take a Valium. Oh, okay. That's it. Good lad. Now, we need to think of something a counter spell or a weapon, perhaps. We could hear the cobweb beast skittering about in the living room, smashing things and being a real bastard. He needed to be stopped he developed many legs, and was more like a spider than anything else. But he really meant business. He was ranting away at the door. I'm gonna eat you, you fuckers. I'm gonna get right in there, and I'm gonna eat you all. Eat off all your skins, and your bollocks, and all your eyeballs, and your toes, and your nose, and your tongue, and your ears. The creature banged on a bit, listing all the bits of us he was going to eat and absorb. It was at this juncture that I remembered a handy piece of equipment they had recently borrowed from my brother, Humphrey Bumfrey, the SAS veteran. He had visited us from Herefordshire the previous weekend and had lent me a World War Two issue flamethrower which I had been using to caramelise the sugar on top of my creme caramels. For my puddings during the week it is a great favourite of Bunny and myself. I strapped on the flamethrower, made sure everything was in working order. and got myself ready to face my foe and deal out a fiery death. Bunny was placed by the door. But the harpsichord duly moved. Get ready, bunny. Open that door. Five, four, three, two one. The door was opened. The creature leapt in. you, he said, but not for long, as I pulled the trigger on the flamethrower. <coughs> <coughs> said, as he was flambéed into nothingness by Uncle Sam's best issue flamethrower from World War Two, The twitching disgustingness of his fiery death was rather similar to John Carpenter's thing, you know the bits, with the old twitchy creatures getting blown into nothingness and it's all disgusting. Well, just like that. "'Put that in your mind's eye. "'Lovely film, 1982, I believe. "'Kurt Russell. What a beard!' "'We scraped up the remnants of the beast, and "'stuck it in a bin-bag, "'and put it in our wheelie-bin, "'with the bins due to being collected tomorrow, "'it being a Wednesday today and a Thursday tomorrow. "'The bin-men of Sefton would have a real nasty surprise "'to dig through come the morning.' Bunfrey had done it again, saved himself and his cowardly assistant, Bunny Arbuthnot, from occult threats that came from what quarter? We did not know what of the quarter of which, where, they came from, but it must be presumed that they came from a rather bad quarter, where lots of demons lived, and nasty types of demonologists, and witches, and nasty warlocks, and all kinds of horrible people. Perhaps they lived in a flat chair, altogether plotting my demise. One can only conjecture, but one must presume they are very bad indeed. Tune in for the next edition of Bunfrey's Occult. Bum 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 freeze cult.